and Dad's Podcast, the podcast where my dad, Nathan, and his friends, Chris and Mark, talk about all things being a dad here in the Pacific Northwest. This week, dads are joined by Reed Frederick of Whatcom Educational Credit Union. They talk about how to talk to your kids about money and the different types of accounts that kids can open at the credit union. We have reached a quarter of a century milestone. Is that how you would say episode 25? A quarter of a century, man, man. Our, our, our podcast can legally rent a car. I think that's the only, like, this is like the last age where anything really matters, right? Like 21, you can drink in the States, 19, you can drink in Canada. You can, but by the way, we were wrong. In one of our podcasts where we said you can buy tobacco we're at 18. Not wrong. Wait, wait, we were we were wrong? No. Apparently that is that's it's 21 now. Interesting. Like tobacco? I am almost positive. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's probably okay. Yeah, yeah. So Chris, I think the next um the next milestone for us could be 50 because you can become an AARP member at 50. Oh, that is true. And don't you get like 10% off at Denny's and things like that too? Something yeah, Mark, like tell us what you get when you're over 50. Tell us you know all what's about funny? it. You know what's funny? They, I never got anything from ARP when I turned 50. Annette got stuff, but they have not figured out that I am eligible. You look less well, they, than 50. They just know that. Yeah, right. that's it. That's no, that's it. so the la- So in the last uh, few days, I took my son golfing, as I mentioned last week, and the woman, the starter said, so are you 65? Because you get a discount at 65. Ooh, wow. That then I went and got my haircut, got my haircut on the weekend. And the woman said, um, so if you're 62, you get a discount for uh, your haircut. And I went, wow. Were these people young people who said this? Uh, no. And oh. I, so in the last week, I've been mistaken for a 65-year-old and a 62-year-old. Well, we won't tell the listeners exactly how old you are, but those are a, a bit off. <laughs> a little high. <laughs> They're a bit off. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was I was a little taken aback. Once oh. I can see, but twice, that was a little a little much. I mean, if they saw your golf swing, then it would be understandable. I mean, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hit like an 85-year-old. And that's, and that's probably an insult to 85-year-olds. Could we record an episode while we play golf? Let's see if we can oh. figure that out. We could have ourselves mic'd yeah. up. I mean, it would be a three and a half hour episode, but uh, <laughs> let's see if we can do that this summer. We'll look into some portable microphones. That would be really good. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be super fun. So speaking about feeling old, I got in my head, I wondered how many professional athletes still playing in the major U.S. sports are older than I am? And I have no problem. I think I've said on the podcast before saying I'm 42. Do you guys want to take a guess at how many ball players there are in football, baseball, hockey, basketball that are currently so active and playing? The major, the four major, major sports. All the major How many Boy. of them are over the age of 42? I'm going to guess um, two. One in hockey and Tom Brady. And who's the one in hockey? It's the guy that just broke the record for most games played, is my guess. I don't know his name. Well, you're right. It's his Tom Brady, but it's Zdeno Chara um, in hockey. He's the really tall, intimidating guy. I don't think he's the one that broke the, the record for the most games played. But yeah, that was really sobering to me. I don't know. 
why it never occurred to me, you know, you grow up watching sports and then all of a sudden you're older than all these people you watch on TV. Yeah. Really a bummer. You look at the rosters and they're, they're all born in 96, you know, like, (laughs) wait a minute. What do you, how is this possible? I'm the same age as Tiger Woods and Alex Rodriguez. And so they've always been my sort of guide as I, you know, I, I remembered being as old as them like, wow. Okay. And now when they're talking about Tiger Woods never playing golf again, or when he was having back surgery and uh, at the end of his career, this is before his crash. Yeah, it starts to make you realize, oh, well, apparently I'm sort of on the downslope myself, too, I guess, you know, even though I'm not a professional athlete. So I listened back to our last episode, and I think that we failed to really uh, skewer Mr. Bagley about his not letting his kids do chores because he was so particular about how they get done. And I say that in sort of a tongue-in-cheek way, but just thinking back to it, Mark, is there something that you think was lost in not letting them try and fail? Because invariably... I don't know if him doing the chores is meant more to actually accomplish the chore or just to teach them about responsibility. Oh, that's a good question. I think that um, what my worry was that they would go off and live on their own and have no idea how to do anything, but they've figured it out and they've adapted well. I think it more was just me letting them off the hook and not holding them accountable to do more in the house and to help. I think that they, they coasted a bit and that's my biggest regret. Not in a bad way, just that, you know, they should have, they should have done more and I should have been more willing to let them do more. Yeah. When I heard you say that listening back, uh, I remembered that NPR life kit podcast and what they said was how you react to a young kid asking to help you is really important. If you continuously shoo them away and say, no, 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 I don't want your help. Then that's going to create some sort of um, thought in them that, you know, housework and chores aren't fun, but probably, you know, in preschool years, they really want to help with you. And I think we all probably have the impulse to do it right. But if we can just let them make a mess of things and let them feel like they're helping, I think that's going to be helpful long-term. For sure, Nathan. And and I never hesitated if I was doing something outside to ask them to come help me do something, you know, pick up twigs or, you know, uh, branches that are blown off the tree or, you know, help plant the garden, things like that. So it, it wasn't that we, that I never included them in things. It's just that for the more routine rote chores, I just wanted to do them. But you're right. If a kid is showing interest, yeah, don't say no. Have them help because how bad can it get? And, and you can assign them some sort of subtask that is within their uh, developmental capacity, right? Um, you know, if you're making dinner, you can have them cut the peas up. But I think the thing you also have to be careful of is don't just make up a chore for them. If you have them cut the vegetables and then you don't end up using them, they're going to feel like they're not really part of it. But yeah, you can assign, you can assign, you can assign a subtask. And I think that's a good way out of it. For sure. Yeah. It made me think actually about my mom. We were not allowed to do the laundry uh, growing up. And I was excited when I went to college to actually do my own laundry. I tried it a couple times as a, as a kid. And it was kind of one of those things of like, you know what? No, I've got this. I've got this. You, there's other chores around the house that you can do, but I've got the laundry. And my mom was very particular in how the laundry was going to be done. She didn't want us to mess it up. Well, I am now officially a soccer dad. Mm-hmm. My, 
my seven-year-old had her first game on Saturday. Now, things are a little different in COVID times because only one parent per uh, child is allowed to attend the games for to keep social distancing and because it's such a large facility out there. Uh, but uh, fortuitously, she was assigned number 12, which was my soccer number when I played traveling soccer as a kid. So complete dumb luck. But uh, she she had a great time. She expressed a lot, having a lot of fun. It was beautiful weather this past weekend. The uh, Whatcom Kids soccer thing went pretty well. But again, stay tuned. It is subject to change. You say that Mark, the, the soccer gods are, are reeling him in. They gave him his his former number and a 72 degree day to go stand outside out of the Northwest Fields for his very first experience. It's like going to a casino and winning your first time. You're yeah, right. all, all, all Chris and I did would say, oh, my gosh, it's miserable out there. Terrible. You're going to hate it. And then it's a picture perfect day in and April. Boy, and the view of Baker from out there is really unbelievable. It is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and I did take your advice. I didn't really ask anything about the, you know, uh, particulars of the game, the score, how she did, whether she scored goals. I mean, I really wanted to ask her whether she scored goals, but I didn't. Um, so I appreciate you guys sharing that uh, those words of wisdom with me. It's going to help shape how we approach this moving forward. Well, you're in it now, so congratulations. Well, I got some fun, exciting family news. Uh, Lexi, she's been a babysitter. She's had some side jobs and things, but she applied for her very first real job that will uh, get real taxes taken out of it. Uh, she has applied to be a concession worker for the Bellingham Bells baseball team, and she did an interview, and uh, she got offered the job this week. So we're very excited about that opportunity for her. She's super excited. There's a little history with other Bells employees on this podcast, right, Mark? How many years did Ben work for the Bells? Uh, he will be working there again this year. It'll be his fourth year, I believe, or fifth year. He's he's loved it. It's a great organization, and I mean, you get to work at a ballpark in the summer. I'm wondering, Chris, what are the odds of uh, either children or parents um, getting free food at the concession stands if they come up and say, hey, Lexi, how's it going today? Ooh. That's what I want to know here, because here's the deal. We're now going to be season ticket holders to the Bells because of course. I'm going to be driving her there anyway. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully we get a hot dog out of the deal or something. Who knows? I highly doubt it. I think we could record a podcast up on the <laughs> hill up there. Oh, that would be a blast. Left field. And, and that's a great family activity. Oh, man. It's a great way to spend an evening in the summer. Listeners, if you've got ideas of places that we should do a podcast on location somewhere, let us know. Because Nathan, I like these ideas of uh, on a golf course, at the Bells. Well, listeners, uh, if you're at a Bells game uh, and you hear people talking and you, you don't know us, but you know our voices, feel free to say hi. <laughs> Your life can change in an instant. Car accidents impact all aspects of your life and lead to pain and suffering, medical bills, and time missed from work. Robinson & Cole, attorneys in Bellingham, can help. They have represented thousands of clients since 1979. They also handle other types of injury claims, including workers' compensation. Consultations are always free and are available in Spanish. Robinson & Cole, when you need us, we will be here. 
So this week on the Wacom Dads podcast, we're very pleased to welcome Reed Frederick of the Wacom Educational Credit Union. Reed, thanks for joining us today. Uh, pleased to be here. Thanks for having me. So you've been at Wiku for about 15 years, and you have a very interesting title. You are the Program Manager for Community Impact, and that sounds like it encompasses a whole lot of different things. Uh, I'm actually, I've been inflated. I'm, I'm Director of Community Impact, uh, uh, but... Um, yeah, it is a lot of different things. It covers, um, it's a, uh, there's three areas. Um, one is credit union advocacy. So credit unions are not-for-profit cooperatives. Um, so it's a different than a for-profit, um, a privately owned type of financial institution. And so we work with legislators to help them understand that. We promote that difference and what that means um, internally with, with members and our staff. Um, and then the other part is charitable giving. We uh, fortunate we use a very philanthropic organization, and so um, uh, we have full time staff that work on charitable giving and volunteerism. Um, and then uh, the other uh, part of my um, job is, uh, and I've got two employees that help me, so a lot of a lot of a lot of other people helping. Um, uh, is is financial wellness, financial education, financial literacy. Um, and uh, that takes a lot of forms as well. So just generally, read uh, for our listeners out there, do you have any specific philosophy on savings or money management with kids that you could share with them? Yeah, I mean, well, I was I was thinking about, like, why is it important for kids to save? And um, delayed gratification, like in terms of a skill that is – heavily correlates with success um you know impulse on the other side of that you might call it impulse control um and saving is a great way to um work on delayed gratification and impulse control and um uh uh and so i think the savings account and and um uh using that as a as a, as a tool towards that is is a great way to go um you can also, you know, savings also allows you to get kind of structured in your thinking in terms of planning and goal setting, right? Um, uh, we've probably all heard about SMART goals, um, but I think even from a young age, you can start to instill, you know, them moving beyond wishes and actually into like, let's put together a little plan and let's try to accomplish this plan. And I think at a, we do it with our four-year-old. and she gets bits and pieces, but I know that it's really important to introduce her and that over learning happens over time. Instilling healthy habits. I mean, money is a complex, um, taboo riddled uh, subject, right? And so um, uh, to, to, to maybe take the shame out of money, to take the start having conversations about money, ha, um, uh, you know, the transparency around money um, is, 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 uh, is is tremendous and any any work you do towards that is a head start sure well aside from uh giving them a glazed over look how else can parents encourage their kids to be able to uh to save you know do you guys at WeQ do you offer financial literacy classes for for adults and parents to be able to 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 encourage that conversation and help them along 
you know, kids learn through osmosis. Um, if you have a healthy relationship talking about money and you, you know, your kids are going to notice if you're putting things on credit, it seems crazy, but they do. Your kids are going to notice if you're paying things in cash and you're calm and confident about your money situation, they're going to learn those those habits and they're going to find, they're going to think whatever you do is normal. <laughs> and so, um, and so the more adult you can be in your relation, I'd probably say that's the, the number one thing you can do. Um, uh, um, and then uh, in terms of we, we typically, like I said, we typically work with school classrooms. Um, we have student visa. Um, we have um, budget seminars that we do for adults. Um, and we also have home buying seminars we do for adults um, at WeQ as well. Um, yeah, there's, there's, we, and we, and our YouTube channel has a lot of good tips for um, adults as well. Um, oh, great. Yeah, for, for youth, we tend to work with, with schools um, because we think that's the best channel for us to make a large impact. I went to open my savings account for my five, my seven-year-old when she was five and we went in and I said, Hey, just grab those coins in that bag thinking it was like $6 in coins. And sure enough, they counted up and all of a sudden she has $29 to go into her account. That's awesome. And, and the very nice Wiku employee says, now, would you like signing authority over her account? And I looked at her and I looked at him <laughs> and I said, she's five. I think I better have signing authority. <laughs> so they were were very helpful and, and we really appreciate the help yeah no we we love it when kids come in i mean um it's 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 just a really it's, it's just a fun it brightens our day and we we joined 22 years ago when we first moved to whatcom county and my daughter this past fall bought her very first car um awesome with with, with a loan from wiku so she's kind of come full circle from where you were nathan walking in with the coins to not having a, an auto loan so it's been a great experience for us Oh, thanks for sharing that, Mark. That's great. Yeah, and for us, our girls both got debit cards this past year, uh, which has been really fun for them. We live walking distance to Hagen, and so they feel really grown up. It's a great way for them to be able to learn, and they have learned how easy it is to spend money more quickly when you have a card in your hand as opposed to having cash in your hand. Yeah, that, that pain of separation is just not there with a debit card. Right. Or credit card. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's been wonderful. And the whole experience going in and getting it and them signing their names, it's all been, it's been a real treat. And I think, you know, we're, we're here today to talk a little bit about the First Step account, yeah. which is a, a program for kids and parents. And you're a Wacom dad as well, Reed, and we're all Wacom dads, obviously. So tell us a little bit about the First Step accounts and what that means and what the program is all about. It's uh, so first step account is is um, an account that is created specifically for young people, um, and it's got a couple features that um, make it really appealing for a family or a young person looking to establish themselves financially um, and just learn. Period. Uh, there's a lot to learn uh, when it comes to money management. Um, uh, so the the main uh, differences between this and a maybe a traditional checking or savings account. There's two, there's two main differences. Um, the one is that the first $500 in the savings account earns 2.5% um, interest, which is way, 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 way higher than market right now. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, it's also structured um, to incentivize people that can't save that much. So normally in the financial world, it's a bit unfair 
those that um, have a lot of money make more money. Um, you know, certificates of a deposit are, are that way, but this is reversed. It's inverted. So um, if you can, your first $500 are at, at the higher rate. Um, so that, that helps, uh, you know, incentivize, give them a little bit of feedback loop on, oh, you know, something's growing, it helps them to kind of noodle around the idea of investment because they actually see it grow. Um, and uh, uh, then the second um, part of it is just that there's no, no overdraft fees. <laughs> you can't, there's no, um, there's no, no way to get a, um, an, either what's non-sufficient fund fee or overdraft fee. We've got promotions to go along with it. Um, one is that uh, when you sign up for the account, you can get um, access to YouthX, um, which is um, financial education curriculum that they get. They earn gift cards and stuff for for for, for completion, um, and it's around goal saving, terminology, um, um, excuse me, goal setting, terminology, um, basics of banking. The, the there's also a promotion going on during the month of April uh, where we're having a local artist um, design Air Force Ones because I understand that's what the kids like <laughs> and so uh, or so I've been told um, and uh, and so um, we're doing that in, in partnership with a local uh, like I said a local artist in Linden um, a young entrepreneur and that's been great we're, we've been awarding sh- uh, a pair of three pairs of shoes every single Friday this month. So what would be sort of the minimum age that you would say this type of account works for? Well, we, 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 we do the thinking for you. You can't, you can't um, get, so a savings account you can really get at any age, um, right? Um, checking account becomes, starts becoming avail- available at 13. Okay. And you would need a parent to, to uh, so we've decided what, in the structure, we've decided what's age appropriate. Um, at 13, you can um, uh, ha- be on the, 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 the you need an, a parent on that account, um, but they can get a debit card and they can begin to kind of use um, those types of services. Before that, it's um, it's a savings account, but there's still a lot of education and um Gaining familiarity that can be done just with a savings account as well. And that that's for um, 12 and younger. And then is there a maximum? When does the program cut off? Uh, once, once, I think it's 19. Once you're, you get aged out at 19. Yeah. And then you're, then you're with us, us stiffs or us working stiffs. <laughs> so Reed, are there any other educational programs specific for kids that go along with this first step? account are there classes or webinars or things just to to help kids and even their parents understand the importance of saving and and how to save um saving not particularly we a lot of stuff in the in the schools um we've we've learned um uh, financial education I'm, I'm an advocate for for compulsory financial education it's hard to get people <laughs> to show up uh after school the what the uh first step account offers is um, a real hands-on, relatable, um, you know, learn by doing uh, approach to savings. Um, it gives you a lot of opportunity for conversation. It makes them feel like an adult. Um, getting a debit card can be a great incentive, you know, because that's something very adult that that kids think is pretty cool. Um, and so, uh, it basically um, it, it gives an, a channel. Um, for uh, 
parents to, to start having conversations. Um, uh, uh, and then the, the on the credit side, we have this really neat program. It's called Student Visa. And we've been doing this for um, for a really long time, probably 20 years. And so we've had a lot of students go through it. And what that is, is that um, 16, 17, 18-year-olds, um, they can get a $250 Visa credit card. It operates just like a normal credit card. Um, they have to take a, a, a mandatory, um, it's like an hour and a half webinar um, where they can learn about um, credit loans. The pitfalls of credit is specifically the pitfalls of credit cards. Um, and uh, and then they have a, a $250 credit card that um, they get to basically practice with under the roof of their parents. Um, and it's been super successful. Um, it's a super you know, when you turn 18, 19, your, your, your credit's getting pulled right out the gate um, for things like rentals or auto loans or student loans or um, insurance rates. And so um, that really is a really nice ramp up into the world of credit um, and lending. I wish there had been something like that for me. I remember showing up at college as a freshman and I was up at Western and walking through sort of vendors row and there were people handing out t-shirts or beach towels and all you had to do was sign up for a credit card. And, uh, I, I don't think I misused it too much, but still, I think I would have benefited from some just sort of background and understanding that this, you know, $200 trip that I really think I need to take is going to take me 11 years to pay off if I just pay the minimum. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know why we think that people automatically understand that, (laughs) Uh, you know, um, but yeah, I I, luckily, I'm pretty sure you guys probably know better than me because of your affiliation with university. I'm pretty sure that's been outlaw those, those types of credit credit offers uh uh which is probably a good thing what are your thoughts uh working at week q you know moving from a savings account like this to maybe expanding that into something beyond that um well i what i just want when i like i I, when you, you said that, it kind of reminded me of like, there's some kind of like, I don't know if it's Zen proverb, but like when the, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And so like the glazed over look isn't necessarily bad. It's just that it's not relevant. Right. Or like, they can't relate yes. to it, but later on in life, they have that ability to recall those lessons. Right. And so, you know, it can kind of, I think sometimes you feel like you're being ahead against the wall, but, but it's worthwhile. <laughs> and so I guess it just reminded me of that. Cause I feel like a lot of times we're doing that um, uh, uh, as a parent. Um, um, uh, and then it, more sophisticated investments. Um, you know, it depends. If the kid's got like that kind of um, wants to get into that, I, I don't think there's any reason why to have some money and, and practice in the stock market uh, um, with uh, um, uh, an amount of money that... Um, jeopardize their goals is, sure. is a great way to learn, right? Yeah, right. Um, great way to learn. Uh, um, uh, and then traditionally, I mean, for me, if I was having a kid, uh, the main thing I'd want to do is instill some kind of regular savings habit and avoid incurring a lot of debt. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, that, that, yeah. that would be I, before investment, I would, I'd, I'd work on making a plan to get in and out of secondary education. Um, with with the manageable amount of debt um, and good career 
prospects um, and then and then move on to investment. Um, uh, but if they've got that kind of like just um, uh, if they've got that because there's you know there's a lot of learning at that age. So if they're not just like independently interested in investments, let them figure that out in their sure. mid twenties. Right. Um, but but um, but if there there are some kids that are that way, and that, then I would totally nurture that. Yeah. So where would someone find information about these various classes, both for parents and the programs that you've talked about today, including the first step accounts and the student visa, et cetera? Yeah. So weq.com, um, I believe are, if, if you go, if it's, it's weq.com and then there's a learn tab, you know, aptly named, and there's a lot of financial education curriculum that we've vetted and we like, and we think is attuned to Whatcom County families on that page. Um, uh, and there's also a seminars tab uh, in there where it lists all the various seminars. Right now, we're kind of in the home buying seminar season. That student visa class that I talked about earlier it happens every every two months. Um, and so if you've got a, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old that think they'd benefit from that, um, I think that's, I, I think that's a really great class. And we see a lot of success in terms of getting kids started in the world of borrowing in a productive way. So Reed, as a credit union, obviously it's a member institution. If we have any listeners who might not be members of WIKU, how do they become a member to take advantage of those classes as well as uh, this account program for kids? We have nine branches in Whatcom County. So there's a lot of uh, neighborhood branches where you can get uh, learn, meet the people that work there. And so I think usually the, it, it can be, um, you can do a virtual account opening um, online by going to our website, but it, it might be a good opportunity to go into the branch and again, have those conversations. And um, it's kind of one of those real world opportunities to start learning about banking. Reed, just to clarify, all Whatcom County residents are eligible to become members? Yeah. If you're, if you're um, affiliated with Washington state, that's our state charter. And so if you, they say live, work, worship in Washington state, there's even more than that, but that's catchy. Um, and so, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, if you're affiliated with Washington state in, 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 in a way like that, then you you can be a member. Well, we'll put some links in our show notes to that uh, learn page on the Wiku website for people that are interested. And it sounds like any listeners out there can just uh, contact a branch and get their kids set up for the appropriate account for their age level. So Reed, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. Yeah. Super happy to be here. This was fun. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks. Reed. Thanks to Reed Frederick for joining us. And as always, thanks to our sponsor, Robinson & Cole Attorneys. You can reach the show at their Facebook page or at their email address. Welcome Dads Podcast at gmail.com. The dads are taking next week off, so we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Knock, knock. Who's there? Well. Whale who? Well, 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 what do we have here? Knock, knock. Who's there? Honey. Honey who? Honey, I'm home. Knock, knock. Who's there? Baby shark. Baby shark who? Baby shark who? Baby shark who?